Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Well, I was about to tell you that Chicago's O'Hare Airport was in contention to regain the title as the nation's busiest airport. For the last five years, that title has belonged to Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson, but this year Chicago had begun to eclipse Atlanta. And then came Friday's fire in a suburban Chicago air traffic control center. As you know from the news, it's caused airplanes to stay on the ground, delayed flights nationwide as the ripple effect of uh, Chicago's shutdown affected flights that fly in and out of both Chicago airports. A contract employee, again, as you probably already know, is suspected of starting the fire, and he was found in the basement of the facility with multiple self-inflicted knife wounds to his body as well as burns on his body. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. So glad you are. And I, I hope it's an Indian summer weekend uh, where you are. This hour, we'll hear about a huge Irish party taking place this weekend in Boston. We're going to talk with the author of a new book that tells true life stories, uh, well, has short stories that illustrate the value of having a quest in life. The book is called The Happiness of Pursuit, and its author, Chris Gillibo, excuse me, joins us in about 12 minutes. And if you're like I am when I travel, I always try to find a local guide, or I always hope I'll find a local guide anyway, who will help tell me what's going on in the, in the city I'm in. I mean, what's really going on? Where do the locals go? What restaurants do they go to? You know, you can always find a chain restaurant just about anywhere, but if you, know somebody, if you don't know somebody in a big city, it's hard to find the secret places, the good places. Well, say hello to a new line of guidebooks called The Hunt. They're curated travel guides that highlight independently owned dining and shopping destinations. Bernard Baskin joins us from Australia shortly with more details. And have you ever had to buy a ticket to reserve a table at a restaurant? Buy a ticket? Well, it's a growing trend. It's a tactic that hard to get into restaurants are beginning to use in cities like L.A., like New York. But wait, couldn't you just turn around and sell that ticket to someone more desperate than you are to dine at that hip or inn or hot restaurant? San Francisco Business Times writer Annie Shaka joins to explain this phenomenon. And at the end of the hour, I'll have a few juicy travel deals, so stay with me. First, a quick look at some of this week's news and travel. As I often say when we're talking about developing news items, I broadcast live to many of our radio stations between 10.06 in the morning on Saturday until noon. That's 10.06 a.m. Eastern. Many of our stations do time shift the show to later in the day or even on to Sunday. That's fine. But here's what we know as of Saturday morning about this bizarre fire that paralyzed Chicago's O'Hare and Midway airports for several hours on Friday. We seem to know who the alleged perpetrator is. It seems like a tragic story. Uh, the bottom line is that today, as I broadcast live on Saturday morning, there are still expected to be hundreds of flights delayed around the country as airlines try to get folks who couldn't get on flights yesterday onto airplanes and as airlines sort out their schedule so airplanes are in the right place at the right time. So expect another day, maybe even a little spillover into Sunday. You know, I've always found it strange that a city the size of London shuts down its tube system at midnight Monday through Sunday. Excuse me, Monday through Saturday. Shuts it down earlier on Sunday nights. Well, this week, the mayor of London, Boris Johnson, who's known locally as Bojo, I love that nickname, he announced that beginning in September, the tube will remain open around the clock on weekends. That's September of 2015. I mean, I'd like to plan ahead, but this is ridiculous. I'm glad to hear it. I guess Bojo just couldn't wait to tell the world. I'll remind you of this mm, next July or August. 
Apparently, Democrats and Republicans on Capitol Hill can get together now and then and agree on something. This week, 77 House members from both sides of the aisle sent a letter to four federal agencies warning that allowing the use of cell phones to make calls on planes might well lead to arguments and endanger passengers and crew. Thank you, Congressman. Thank you, Congresswoman. Now about that tax reform and that immigration bill. Well, it's a big Irish time in Boston this weekend. Not even St. Patrick's Day. Neil Gibbons is the chief executive of Irish Tourism. You know this show is a big friend of Ireland for the past three years. We've done remote broadcasts from there, two on each trip, in fact. And I understand we'll be doing that again in November. Well, that's great. Today we find Mr. Gibbons in Boston, where he's overseeing something called the iFest that runs Sunday through Sunday at the Seaport World Trade Center. Uh, Now, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Hi, Rudy. Thanks for having me on the show again. Great to talk to you again. Nice to hear your voice again. What is the iFest? Has this got anything to do with Apple? <laughs> it sounds like it, but not quite. It's okay. a, an Irish extravaganza, not an Apple extravaganza, and it really is a celebration of everything Irish. And we've got people over from the music scene, the culture scene, the art scene. Uh, we've got tourism people over, and uh, it's just a fantastic show. We had a launch of it last night where we had a performance of Riverdance. We had a group called the Chieftains, which are an iconic Irish traditional band, yeah. and uh, a meal cooked by some top chefs as well. It was absolutely fantastic. Well, is there is this date have a particular meaning in Irish history, or is this just a reason for a great party? And by the way, you're in a great town for an Irish community, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, there's no particular date in terms of history. This is just a, sort of an Irish party. Uh, it's a great celebration. And I think it's a sort of a trial as well, because if this works, it's something that we take on the road around the world, probably. Uh, it also ties in with the tourism roadshow that we have. We were in Chicago on Wednesday night, and we were in Boston on Thursday night with about 25 of the Irish tourism industry meeting their counterparts in the trade and media in Chicago and Boston. It's been an amazing um, tourism season for us back in Ireland. We're experiencing record numbers from the United States. It's incredible. We've seen one million visitors coming from the United States to Ireland this year, and uh, visitor numbers are up about 18% over the last quarter, and that's on top of a record year last year, too. All that, and I'm coming in November. There's another one to add to the count. Unbelievable. I can't wait to see you in real life, because I've spoken to you over the phone, so I'm really looking forward. Where are you going in November? I don't know. I don't know. This just news just came down from uh, Ruth uh, uh, the other day. I know we're going somewhere up north. We did, you know, we did Belf- uh, Belfast last year. And, uh, well, Belfast looking... is one of the really emerging cities in uh, the whole island of Ireland. And, you know, Titanic was built in Belfast. A lot of people don't realize that. They've seen the film. But if you want to experience Titanic, there is the Titanic experience in Belfast. It's an amazing um, facility. They spent £100 million, that's about $170 million, uh, to create a new experience about Titanic because it was built in Belfast, which is an amazing story. No, it's a gorgeous facility. We broadcast from the lobby of the uh, Titanic Museum while we were there. But let me ask you about the iFest. Uh, you don't have to be Irish to attend, I'm sure. Uh, is there an admission fee, or do you just come and hang? What's, the, what's going on in, right in Boston right now so that listeners in the New England area might know about it? And how late does it go Sunday? Uh, it goes on today and tomorrow. There are tickets available on Ticketmaster, and uh, there's a whole extravaganza. The weather is great, and all day long there are things going on in the whole sport, culture, debate, uh, tourism scene. If you want information on Ireland, there are probably about 100 people from different parts of Ireland telling you about how to get there, what there is to see and do. Uh, and on top of that, then, if you want to experience just everything that there is Irish, this is the place to be this weekend. And how late does it go on Sunday now? Uh, it goes on until about 6 p.m. tomorrow evening. And, okay. uh, you know, just that uh, the program is nonstop. And uh, if you have a chance, if you're in the area, well worth dropping into. I was there last night, and uh, the atmosphere was absolutely terrific. And you say you've got some food there, too, right? 
oh yeah, I mean, we have some of our top chefs over creating an Irish cuisine experience. And a lot of people don't think of food and Ireland together, but I have to say there is a whole renaissance in the area of food uh, in Ireland at the moment, and we've brought that over so people can experience it. It's absolutely terrific. We were cooked last night with some top chefs, and uh, it was really good to have people from the area to experience that because you have the best of Irish ingredients from farm to fork. I mean, there really is a cultural renaissance happening in the food scene in Ireland at the moment. Niall Gibbons is the chief executive of Irish Tourism. Check out iFest going on in Boston right now at the Seaport World Trade Center. You know where it is downtown if you live in the New England area or Boston area. Niall, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Rudy. Great to be on the show. We'll be right back. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. LifeLock Ultimate Plus wants to help protect every member of the Rudy Max's world audience. Identity theft is now such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it. Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft protection by calling 800-877-3136. TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever. Yes, every day, TrueCar users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Some features not available in all states. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third, simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, every day, TrueCar users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Join Rudy Maxa. Call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It's 18 minutes after the hour. By the way, about 14, uh, 14 weeks ago, I know, because I number each one, I started a very personal travel email. And I write every word of it, and it's sort of my story of being on the road. And then I've got a little travel advice and some short travel stories that might amuse you, maybe a deal now and then. But anyway, it's, it only comes once a week by email form. And uh, you're welcome to uh, receive it free. I mail it out just about every Thursday evening, Thursday afternoon. Sometimes I'm a little late comes Friday. But as I say, it's a personal email. This is not some robo thing. I don't have a bunch of interns writing it. In fact, I don't have any interns. Why don't I have any interns? i got to check in Janet on that. Um, and uh, delighted for you to receive it. All you got to do is send an email to rudy at rudymaxa.com. 
and just put subscribe in the subject line or send me that darn email or what is this you write every week? Anyway, anything, and we'll put you on the list and add you to the mailing list of our uh, very distinguished recipients who have a great interest in travel. So just send it to Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. You know, I picked up the September uh, National Geographic the other day, and there's a fascinating story on Thailand in here and, and what's going on in that country. I have a particular interest in that country because I've visited it a lot. Um, Tourism has fallen off there because of uh, struggles between the government. They've been going on, oh gosh, almost a year now, political differences. But uh, I've got to tell you, uh, people ask me, well, should I go to Thailand? I say, yes, absolutely go to Thailand. Um, this is a very intra-country fight, or struggle, I shouldn't say. It's not really a fight. Um, but it's been going on for years now. And uh, the army has basically taken over. And, of course, whenever the army takes over, people aren't always that excited because Thailand's long been a democracy. There is a king in Thailand. I will tell you that. Uh, and he's very highly respected by the folks there. But um, uh, he's aging, and he has not weighed in in a big way on this. But all the hotels there and uh, the tourist attractions are certainly open, and uh, you won't be harmed. Thailand, I think I told you last week, has started some kind of insurance program. Um, if you go to the Thai tourism website, where for a nominal sum uh, you can buy insurance while you're there so if anything should happen to you and we're not talking about violence against you although that could happen um anything should happen to you all your medical facility uh, bills are paid etc one great thing about Thailand is how wonderful the hotels are and how relatively inexpensive they are i mean these are hotels that if they existed in new york city you'd be paying 900 or a thousand dollars a night for and uh, and i'm not just talking about the legendary oriental hotel where many of the great writers um used to sort of park themselves and write their novels. Uh, but all kinds of the Sukhothai Hotel, uh, just about uh, even, you know, well, what used to be called the Marriott Riverside, the name has changed, but even chain hotels, Hyatt hotels there, whole different level of service and uh, quality there. I don't know what's going to happen with this investigation of what happened in Chicago, but clearly um, this was a fluke. It was not terrorism, fortunately. This was a week where we did have some terrorism scares, where uh, uh, we had reports that um, terrorists in the Middle East were, were devising way to, ways to sneak uh, explosives onto airlines in toothpaste tubes. Now, again, this was reported in British tabloids in some U.S. outlets. Um, they became very big scare headlines. Uh, the formulation of these devastating toothpaste tubes were given as one of the reasons that we were bombing certain uh, parties in uh, Syria and in, uh, well, in Syria. Um, but I still don't know how much credence to give to that. But what I wonder is how we knew this, how we knew that anybody was working on toothpaste tubes. I mean, in a way that heartens me because it suggests that uh, intelligence services have uh, either moles inside organizations or ways to uh, eavesdrop effectively still. Um, on the other hand, um, I'm wondering if it's even true. I mean, these kind of news stories can come out. I mean, one of the problems with the conflict that's going on over there is there aren't a lot of reporters on the ground. You simply can't be a foreign reporter and be certain of your safety or even half certain of your safety in Syria, for example. And Iraq is problematical as well, unless you're in one of the Kurdish regions or right there in uh, the capital. Um, so it was an unsettling week for me to read about uh, the planned vulnerability of, of airlines because there's nothing that frightens people more 
than getting on a plane and wondering if somewhere in the cargo hold there is uh, uh, an explosive device or even on uh, on the flight. Um, we've gotten lucky with the shoe bomber, as he's called, the guy who was trying to light a explosive in his shoe and was uh, uh, wrestled against his seat by fellow passengers. We got lucky there. We got lucky when uh, um, it was discovered that terrorists uh, operating uh, out of, um, oh gosh, what country was it, uh, were trying to ship what were, uh, I guess, those uh, replacements that you put into printers, um, uh, ink cartridges um, that had explosives disguised in them. I mean, we actually, the, the, the British intelligence actually took them off the cargo from the planes. I mean, that's scary stuff. That is very scary stuff. Um, we had hoped to have Chris uh, Gillibo on. He's the author of The Happiness of Pursuit, but, uh, Jeff, we're not having any luck reaching him? I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Well, he's in Seattle. Maybe we got a time shift wrong, but it, it does happen. What other news do I have? Well, uh, you know, that, that two-week uh, two work stoppage by pilots uh, that has caused Air France to cut about half its flights, it was, it's supposed to end this weekend, but apparently there is no sign of it ending, even though Air France management has given in to most of the demands that the Air France pilots wanted. At issue is whether Air France can uh, beef up its low-cost airline called Transavia. Now, a lot of us haven't heard of Transavia. I've never flown it. I've never seen a Transavia plane, but it's their sort of discount airline. And uh, Air France wanted to have a stripped-down contract with its Transavia pilots. Air France's much better-paid pilots, their salary started at $100,000, go up to about $300,000, and a lot, all kinds of perks. Uh, Air France better-paid better paid pilots feared that that contract might someday affect them or eclipse them, that Trans, Transavia might someday supplant Air France. Well, the airline capitulated on Thursday of this week, but as of Saturday morning, the pilots are still not going back to work. Um, they, they're insisting that pilots for both airlines have the exact same contract, which, as I say, is a fairly rich one for Air France pilots and includes subsidized gourmet meals for Air France pilots. Uh, this work slowdown is reporting to be costing Air France $25 million a day, and some fear that if it stretches any longer, it could doom Air France as a company. I mean, this is very serious stuff. It is, uh, I think, about 50 to 60 percent of Air France flights have been canceled this week. And, of course, that affects people, you know, even if you're not flying Air France, if uh, um, you're uh, overseas, if you're making a connecting flight in Paris with an Air France flight, it may be canceled as well. So if you've got Air France travel coming up this week, my advice to you is to uh, check with Air France because this just ain't happening. This just ain't this. Uh, this this is not ended, even though the airlines, uh, the pilots said they were ending by this weekend. Here's a startling statistic for you. A lot fewer people are taking taxis in San Francisco. The number of taxi trips is down 65% over the last 15 months, according to city transportation officials. 65%. You can blame it on the disruptive effect of Uber and Lyft, those car services that you just tap on your cell phone and your smartphone and they appear at your door. Um, now, yellow cabs, in defense of themselves uh, in San Francisco, have inaugurated a system called Taxi Magic. They're going to change it to a sexier name, Curb. Curb. I like those one-name titles. Uh, that will allow them, to some extent, to compete with these on-demand services that are decimating their industry. The taxi industry calls the new car services, like Uber and like Lyft, unregulated scoff laws because they face lesser insurance requirements than the cab drivers do. There are no restrictions on the number of cars they can put on the street. They aren't subject to clean air standards, and drivers undergo less stringent background checks. Um, I can understand. 
No, I can understand why the taxi uh, folks are griping. I, myself, I must say, I do use Uber, and of course Uber is probably very, or not probably, obviously very prevalent in San Francisco because Uber started there, and it's a darling for uh, that en- enormous community of Google folks and other uh, uh, high-tech uh, industries that are headquartered there. But 65% is a heck of a, heck, of, heck, heck of a hit to the cab industry. Well, we got coming up in the next uh, segment, uh, presuming we can uh, reach Bernard Baskin. He's the director of Gatehouse Publishing. We'll find him in Australia. Uh, he has uh, released a new book called, well, excuse me, it's a guidebook called The Hunt, New York. And it's the latest in the, in the series of city guides, which uh, endeavor to tell you or give you inside information on cities you can visit, the kind of stuff we all want to know and we work hard to have local tell us whether, locals tell us whether it's about a great uh, independently owned place to go shopping or a restaurant that we might not know about that locals do. The series is called The Hunt. They're sort of pocket-sized. I have two copies right here in front of me. I've got the new one for New York City. I've got one for San Francisco. It's our fourth edition, so they've been publishing a lot. It's very lavishly illustrated. But again, it's about the size, uh, you know, Imagine the old, re- well, I guess there still is a Reader's Digest. Imagine a Reader's Digest and shrink it a bit, and that's the size. It's easy to carry in a pocket or a purse. We'll talk to the man who publishes as The Hunt and see why it's different than other guidebooks right after this break. I'm Rudy Max. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Don't go away. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 minutes after the hour. This portion of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by LifeLock Ultimate Plus. Identity theft has become such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it all. And every day it seems there's a new breach somewhere, like recently at Target, Home Depot, UPS stores, AT&T, Healthcare.gov, and more. Forbes, in fact, just reported that 20% of all Americans have been affected by identity theft. 20! Now, this number continues to grow. Don't be a victim. Protect yourself and those you love with LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft protection available, helping to safeguard your identity, 
your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, debit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home. For immediate protection from LifeLock Ultimate Plus, give a ring to 800-877-3136. That's 800-877-3136. 800-877-3136. If I say it again, hmm. All right, so you go to San Francisco, you go to New York. They're big cities. You've never been to San Francisco. You've never been to New York. How do you find out where the locals go to shop? How do you find out what, where they go to eat, what their favorite places are? There's a line of guidebooks. It's called The Hunt. Been around for several years. I'm delighted to be joined by Bernard Baskin. We reach him in Australia today. He is the director of Gatehouse Publishing, which publishes The Hunt and has just come out with a new book on New York. Bernard, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm actually now, in Singapore. Oh, you're in, you're in Singapore. I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought you were in Australia. Where do you live? No problem. I'm calling from the streets of Singapore. I live in Singapore. Oh, okay. Well, that would make sense. Now, tell us a little about the history of the hunt. <laughs> How many guidebooks are there? How long have they been publishing? Um, the guidebooks stretch back about 11 or 12 years. They started out in the United States, uh, in Portland, Oregon, and we brought them over to Asia about two years ago. And how many cities does the hunt cover? We cover about eight cities right now. Uh, we, we're coming out with our fourth U.S. title, and then we've got a few European cities, uh, Paris and London. Uh, and we've got some Asian cities in there as well, Singapore, Hong Kong, and we're working on more. And how, are, how is the hunt different from your average guidebook that gives you hotels and restaurants and how to change the currency, blah, blah, blah? <laughs> Well, we, um, we do give you hotels and restaurants. Yes. Uh, the main differentiator is that most of the guidebooks that are out there on the market today um, pick a demographic and say, we're going to give you everything that that demographic wants, you know, everything in the kitchen sink. We tend to be very, very specific. We curate the cities uh, with locals on the ground, and we only feature independently owned businesses. That's really the, uh, the key for us, is we want to show people where locals go, what are the unique businesses in town, but not the big, big box businesses. We want to show you the kind of hidden, off-the-beaten-path businesses. And that's really and I like kind the of what separates us from the pack. It's really, it's really an insider, uh, not, not an insider, I don't mean that to mean in some kind of exclusive way, but it's really locals saying, hey, this is where we go to eat because we know the guys, we know the women here, there, we know the food is good, we know the, the products are good. And I like the fact it's organized by neighborhood, Bernard. Yeah, we try, to, um, we try to give you more of a walking city. That's hard in a place like New York, obviously. But um, we try to break it down into neighborhoods so that let's say you want to walk out of your hotel room. We give you a few hotels as well. Let's say you want to walk out and explore an entire neighborhood or maybe two neighborhoods over the course of a day. Um, this way you're able to um, discover shopping, eating, some outdoors activities if they're available in that neighborhood. And really anything in that neighborhood that really – jumps out as this is independently owned, it's a gem, not as many people know about it, it's kind of a little bit quirky in some, uh, in some cases. Um, so the neighborhood really allows us to, to focus on a specific area and really dig in. Well, I'm, I'm leafing through the San Francisco book, and I'm seeing, you know, such things. The cheese school of San Francisco, you want to know everything about cheese and have wine <laughs> pairings to, you know? I mean, that's the kind of stuff exactly. that... Exactly your average guidebook doesn't tell you, and even a web search, if you just type in, you know, you know I'm going to San Francisco, what should I see? The cheese school might not uh, come up. Also, a couple of cooking schools. I'm looking at the New York Guide. Let's see what I just open at random. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, how to tour Harlem and Morningside Heights. People, Go ahead. 
Go ahead, Bernard. We, we realize that people only spend maybe seven, ten days maximum in a city when they travel. Sure. It's not like most people go to a city and spend two months there. You know, they, they have a very short period of time. They want to explore that city. They really want to dig in deep. And more and more, readers are getting tired by the massive, massive amount of information online, much of which is paid for. Um, one of the other things that separates us is we don't take any money from any business to be in these guides. These are Excellent. selected by us because we love those businesses. Well, I just opened the New York guidebook to, uh, you've got something called the Carnegie Hall Alternative, which includes, I guess this is a nice weather, of course, barge music, which is a floating barge on the East River that has uh, yeah. classical <laughs> musical presentations, uh, the Bowery Ballroom from uh, the 1930s. I mean, this is a, these are great little guides. Can I buy these in most stores, or where do I go to find them? They're in stores in the cities in which, uh, for the guides, uh, like for New York, we have um, bookstores in New York that are carrying them. Uh, okay. We also have the New York Guide, for example, in places like Boston and New Jersey and uh, cities that are nearby. Um, you can buy them on Amazon. You can buy them off our website. That's, and, and your website uh, is, what is your website? We're trying to get more and more stores involved. Bernard, what, give us your website before I say goodbye to you. Oh, sure. It's uh, www.thehuntguides.com. Thehuntguides, plural, dot com. Bernard, thank you very much for stopping by. Thanks for taking time out of your night in Singapore. Thanks for Bernard, having me. Bernard Baskin's the director of Gatehouse Publishing. The, line of, the books are called The Hunt. Check them out at Amazon or uh, at a local bookstore in the city you're visiting. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Stick around. We'll be right back with more travel. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. LifeLock Ultimate Plus wants to help protect every member of the Rudy Maxa's world audience. Identity theft is now such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it. Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft protection by calling 800-877-3136. TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever. Yes, every day, TrueCar users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Some features not available in all states. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third, simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. What makes a good thing even better? 
How about having twice as much of it? For a limited time, Boost Mobile now offers you double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Yes, double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Let that sink in for a second. Okay, now just to make sure you heard me right, Boost Mobile is now offering double the high-speed data while dropping the price. I'm not kidding. Unlimited talk and text, and now with double the data starting at only $35 a month. That's lots of freaking data for not a lot of dough. Listen, you've got to get in on this double dose of data. Seriously, why pay more when you can pay less for twice as much? Hurry up. This offer will not last forever. Visit BoostMobile.com or your local Boost Mobile retailer for details. Offer ends 11-3-14. Boost has no annual contracts. Double the data from Boost's previous offers. Offers and coverage not available everywhere and subject to change. Offer network use rules and other restrictions apply. Visit BoostMobile.com for details. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. And this portion of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at Orbits.com. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding, instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz, maybe? With the Orbits Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. You'll earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And, and... There's more. You can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. So join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards. Or look at the radio show website, RudyMaxa.com, and click on sponsors. Well, I told you at the top of the show that there's this growing phenomenon in cities, including San Francisco, Los Angeles, and New York, where there are these just restaurants that prove impossible to get into, whether because they're small or because they're very hot or both. And so some of these restaurants, uh, not wanting any no-shows because they have small uh, number, uh, small number of seats, and uh, you know, eight and eight people, eight people don't show up. It affects their bottom line. Have begun selling tickets. Yes, tickets. You don't just call and make a reservation. You have to buy a ticket, put it on your credit card ahead of time. Uh, Annie Shaka is a reporter with the San Francisco Business Times. She has written about this in her publication. Annie, welcome to the show. Can you explain the rationale? First of all, how does it work? Give me, give me the nuts and bolts about uh, what happens. You call up and, and you buy this ticket and it's non-refundable. Give me the nuts and bolts. Yeah, sure, definitely, Rudy. So um, you... Notably, Daniel Patterson's restaurant Quaz doing this in, in North Beach. And, no, um, slow down. Say that more go. slowly. I, we, that was so fast, I didn't get the chef's name or the restaurant name. Say that more slowly. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Daniel Patterson um, has a restaurant Quaz in North Beach in San Francisco. And C L A W? Doing that. C O I. Oh, C O I. Yeah, okay. Quaz. C O I, yeah. Right. Yeah, a very popular restaurant in San Francisco, and he's just started unrolling this system, which was actually um, developed by Nick Kikonis in Chicago, who's a restaurateur there. Um, and essentially it works like you, you go on the website um, like you would before. It was the same website. And you go on, and I believe you can call as well, but the rush, the bidding system is through online. And you would go and, you know, if you're making a reservation, there's a, there's a button there for reservations, and you would click on that, and, and it's a, you know, it leads you to book the ticket. Now the the ticket prices here are ranging from one forty five one hundred and forty five dollars to one hundred and ninety five, um, depending on the time of day and, and the reservation. Um, 
And they're non-refundable, although you are encouraged, um, they say on their website, to sell them um, at face value or less. And, and there's a... And if you, you, if you can't make website. it. If you can't make it. Right, if you can't make it, yeah. Now, let me back up. On the website and change the name, sure. Now, Annie, Annie, this one, I'm astounded at the amount. I didn't have three figures. I thought it was like $25 or $30. If this $145 on upwards, does this also cover the cost of your dinner? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's just, you're you're not, it's not like there are paid reservations where you're paying $20 or so to book reservations. And that's kind of a different service. Now you're doing this this particular one straight through the website, through the through the restaurant itself. So you're paying for the dinner. So that's a 12-course meal um, that you're getting. So you're basically at, at prepaying, your, you're prepaying your dinner. They're getting guaranteed they're going to have the money whether you show up or not. Exactly, exactly. So you're prepaying the dinner. And, and that's exclusive, I believe, of the the service charge and, and fees. And I, I think you, you pay for that online as well. So you're basically showing up at the restaurant and, and don't have to exchange um, money because you've already, you know, paid for it. Uh, what kind of reception uh, has the rest? Are you? Are, do you sense the restaurant is getting from from patrons? You know, it's hard to tell, but um, you know, with with some of this popping up, and and I've seen other you know restaurants who are not maybe doing this particular service um, on their website, but but are doing similar things in terms of um, Saison, for example, set up a, a tasting menu that that's sort of you know, based on a single price as well. And, and some of that is popping up. And I think it will, I mean, the restaurants definitely like it because it, it you know, it kind of guarantees, um, you sure, know. they get your money up no front. Sure. Or you're still, yeah, you're still getting paid. And, and um, for people, it could save people money as well because, you know, you were paying a set price. And, and yeah, it's expensive, but, it, you know, the 195 price is already what, Daniel Patterson's um, was charging anyway. dinner was costing, so it could you know it could work out beneficially um, you know for restaurant patrons. In Annie, in the twenty money. seconds we have left, Annie, have you heard of anyone reselling at a higher price their tickets? Um, no, and you know I don't know that you can even do that because there's a you on the service on the website you transfer the name of the reservation. So I think you have to keep it at least um, the same or less. But I don't know how the restaurant knows about it. I hear in L.A. there is a restaurant where they're doing it. But this, you know, gosh, Andy, we're running out of time. I'm terribly sorry this is so short because this is a fascinating thing. All right, we're going to follow up on this. I thank you for dropping in, and I'm sorry the segment's so short, Andy. Oh, no, thank you. All right, we're going to follow this up. We're going to check on that place in L.A. Don't go away. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. You're listening to America's most popular radio travel show. Nice to have you here. We tried to get Chris Gillibo a little earlier this uh, this hour, and we were unable to reach him, but fortunately we have him now. He is the author of a new book called The Happiness of Pursuit. And this addresses something that I think about a lot. 
Uh, as some listeners may know, I'm a contributing editor with National Geographic Traveler magazine. I'm really a writer. This radio, I'm just pretending it's this radio thing. And uh, uh, one of the things we look for, or National Geographic Traveler looks for in my pieces and others, is a quest. A quest. That's a best. Somebody's actually looking for something. So it's not just, oh, it's gorgeous in springtime in Paris. It's sort of, you know, I'm finding my roots in Paris or whatever, whatever. Chris Gillibo's done a whole book about it. It's called The Happiness of Pursuit. Chris, uh, welcome. Nice to have you on the show. Hey, it's a huge honor, Rudy. I'm sorry about earlier, but I'm thrilled to be here now. Well, I'm glad you are as well. Now, now I know in your bio that I got before uh, before we talked, obviously that uh, that you set out to visit all of all of uh, uh, all of the planet's countries by age 35. I, I presume. How, well, how many did you get by the time you're age 35, or are you age 35? I got to all of them. Uh, it took me about ten and a half years, and <laughs> I visited all 193 countries. Oh my so, goodness! And and right, so right apparently, and apparently, my uh, 35th birthday, I was actually flying to the last country. Well, good for you. And apparently you were impressed by the number of people you met during your travels who were on a quest, uh, maybe not similar to yours, but still on a quest. And I gather that's what led to the happiness of pursuit. Tell us a little about some of those folks and how you did this book. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, Something that I think happens on any good quest is, you know, a lot of things happen along the way and you meet a lot of people and and uh, you meet a lot of people who end up helping your journey, and you meet a lot of people who are also pursuing quests. And so I met all kinds of interesting people. A lot of them were pursuing other travel quests. Um, there was a guy who walked across America. There was a young woman who sailed around the world uh, in a small sailboat, uh, being the youngest person ever to do that. Um, but there were also people doing all kinds of other quests as well, some people who weren't able to travel. There was a woman in Oklahoma who uh, wanted to raise her family with an international perspective but wasn't able to visit every country in the world. So instead of doing that, she chose to cook a meal from every country in the world. So she found a way to kind of turn that into a quest, um, kind of an ordinary adventure. That is and, great. Um, That's great. Yeah, it's fun. I, I just liked how people could cultivate the value of adventure in their lives, like no matter who they were, no matter what their situation was, um, even if, as I said, they weren't able to travel as much as I was. So then did you interview them for, uh, uh, for, for these stories, or did you ask them to send you notes? Or? I did. I, I met most of them. Uh-huh. Um, I ended up interviewing most of them, but a lot of them I just kind of met along the way. I was doing meetups in every country and every city that I went to, and um, more and more people started coming out to these things, and they were just really fun, interesting people. And I wanted to understand, you know, what motivated them, and, you know, why did they do this, and what did they learn along the way, and, and most importantly, how can, how can we learn about a quest? You know, how can we as readers, you know, how can we pursue our own quest? I really, uh, I, I love the woman who wasn't able to travel and, uh, and, and was, you know, introduced her kids to different parts of the world through food. I remember Keith Bellows is the editor, of National Ge- my editor at National Geographic Traveler. With his kids, they would, they would choose a country for a week, and the only music they'd listen to would be music from that country. The only food they would eat would come from, um, which, which, which is an example of one of the guiding precepts of this radio show, which is you don't have to have a lot of money to travel. You can travel in your mind and using Absolutely. your senses. And that's what it that's what it does. What other sort of give me a couple other interesting quests uh, or stories you came across? Yeah, there was a young guy who had earned a business degree and he kind of realized a bit too late he wanted to actually study computer science. So instead of going back to do a whole four year degree, uh, he decided to tackle the MIT computer science curriculum, uh, which is one of the toughest ones. So he tried to he tried to do it independently and he wanted to do it all in one year. So instead of spending four years, you know, on it, he did it in one year, and he documented all of his results and posted it online, encouraged people to kind of, you know, chime in. And some people were were really critical in the beginning, but then he actually finished it, and he actually posted all his results. He did really well. 
So he kind of found a way to, wow. you know, pursue this academic quest. Um, there was also a group in Australia who produced the world's largest symphony. And this uh, re- the symphony required 800 performers. It required multiple choirs, um, lots of specialized instrumentation. So there's, there's all this kind of work that went into something they really believed in. It took 28 years, um, but finally they did, in fact, pull it off. Oh, my goodness, 28 years. You call your book The, the Happiness of Pursuit, um, w- which suggests that you believe that having a quest brings a little more meaning to life. Yes. You know, I didn't want to just write a book of, of travel memoirs. I didn't want to just say, like, here's my stories from around the world. Uh, it actually does have this prescriptive message that says a quest can bring purpose and happiness to your life. And, and that's how it certainly was for me on a quest for 10 years. Like, I love to travel, and I love traveling just, just by itself. That was fine. But once I kind of had the goal, and once I had the parameters of saying, okay, I'm not just traveling, I'm going to every single country, and, and here's how I'm going to do it, here's how I'm going to work it out, and kind of overcome the obstacles and challenges along the way, that made it so much, so much more meaningful to me. And then with all the other people as well, they said the same thing. The woman who cooked a meal from every country in the world, it wasn't just, uh, let's cook a bunch of different foreign food. You know, right. It had structure to it. It had this parameter, and it was a guiding value. In it. And so the quest kind of you know, transformed her family's life as she pursued it over three years. We have exactly 10 seconds left. Do you have a new quest for yourself? <laughs> my new quest is much more about community. My new quest is really focusing on all these great people that I met along the way and, and trying to support them in different ways. Terrific. Chris uh, Gillibo is the author of The Happiness of Pursuit. It's published by Harmony. It just came out this month. Check it out, The Happiness of Pursuit. Hey, thanks very much for joining, Chris. Hey, thanks so much, Rudy. Okay, and do we have a website? We do, chrisgillibo.com. Uh, we'll put it up on our Facebook fan page. Stick around. We'll be back in about six minutes with our second hour of Rudy Max's World. I'll have some deals for you. I'll try to slip in. Don't go away. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.